Hello and welcome. You're listening to Show Starters with Adam and Andrew, an upbeat discussion about life and everything that comes with it. Today, we focus on promotions. We'll talk about how to move up the career elevator, the benefit of having a career conversation with your boss, the perks of having a mentor and just where to find one, how to blend in at work yet still be an individual, and most importantly, tips to be a good leader once you get that promotion. This and more coming up. All right, everybody. Today we are talking about moving on up in the workplace. Moving on up. That's right. Specifically in the workplace. Um, you know, as we near the end of the year, most people are thinking about, you know, evaluating their accomplishments and, you know, setting new goals for the next year. And a lot of people think about work and where they are, where they want to be and how to bridge that gap. So um, we're talking about how to get a promotion, how to move up to a higher position, uh, whether you're in a small company or a large corporate company. Um, and I, we've got some really good ideas, and some of these I'm actually working on right now. So this is a very timely topic. Yeah, you got that ladder out? You're going to climb that Shut ladder. Up. It's an extension ladder, okay? I need help to carry this heavy. <laughs> help me. Oh, I take the stairs. Or the uh, actually, I take the elevator. Oh, so I just your jump ass right is in. not taking the stairs. Look, I know you. <laughs> I know you lazy. No, I'm just Losing kidding. pounds is the next couple episodes, not this one. <laughs> right, that's a different New Year's the, goal. Take the elevator up. Up. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that's hopefully. Well, I shouldn't say hopefully. I think a lot of us talk about uh, where our current state is. And oftentimes, uh, grass is always green on the other side. We want to look at next steps. Um, and we want to uh, elevate to the next level. And I know previous topics, conversations, we've talked about one of the groups that is continuously seeking or searching that out is the millennial folk. And I think we can learn a lot from them uh, in that regard. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes we want to move up for different reasons, whether it be our financial status, whether it be, uh, you know, we've worked a long period of time with this company and we would just want to continue to grow within um, and we can contribute at a different level. So many different reasons. Or building so, your resume. I mean, sometimes it's not just about money. I mean, I know that's a huge defining factor, but sometimes it's about building your resume and getting those titles on your LinkedIn and on your resume that will provide you with financial you know, gain later on. Um, whether you jump ship from that company and move on to another one or whether you know it's just the right timing to move on to another company you can say hey look my progress here over the last you know three years five years ten years whatever yeah i i i agree and i think uh regardless of what your reason is one of the first few steps that you have to identify for yourself is to know where do i want to be yeah so what is it that you want to do you want to be a ceo or do you want to Not be, a CEO uh, <laughs> or a CEO. That's a new thing I've heard people say. I'm like, like really? We're, you like that? <laughs> I think it's going a little bit too far. Mix it up. But is that where you want to be? Do you want to be in the C-suite? Or are you fine just you know moving up to the, this, the immediately next level? That's so, right. Because not everybody is super ambitious. And some people um, don't have the desire to build and grow and 
uh, maintain the talents that it takes. Like nobody's born just a natural CEO. You might have natural inclinations or... Excuse me, I am. I agree with you though. Why are you sitting there? (laughs) Okay. It's about the journey, friend. Yeah, right. Um, No, it is. But, you know, those type of leadership skills are learned. Nobody is just comfortable talking in front of a room full of people, you know? It's practicing it over and over and over and over. Yes, but I think there are some components that you've got it or you don't. I, in my current role, I work with many different people, and um, I see it all the time where you are a great staff member. You do an excellent job. You do your work. You're you're a hard worker, and the leadership above that position opens, and these people get slotted just to slip right into that position, and they're not good leaders. Just because you're a hard worker and a good staff member in your department does not mean you're a good leader. You don't necessarily have the skill set or the desire to manage others. Um, And then once that happens, unfortunately, it creates a negative environment for that work area because you have a leader who doesn't have the tools, who doesn't have the training, who doesn't have the desire to be where they're at. They just did it because they thought it was the next thing that they should be doing. Okay, well, that's on the people that hired them. And now it's... Yes and no, but if they're like, hey, there's this great open position, we think you'd do great, and you're like, okay, I don't know what I want, so I'm gonna, that's where I'm going to go. But yeah, kind of boils back to know where you want to yes, be. Yes, know where you want to be and know what, what you're willing to do to get there, right, further. And um, as far as like knowing where you want to be, there's a big differentiation, and one thing that I have been dealing with lately in a new position that I'm in is do I want to be more in sales or do I want to be more in a leadership position where I'm like managing a team, managing people underneath me? You know, those are two totally different things. And of course, with sales, you get commission and it's out there and different, doing different things all the time. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but with different people. And with management, there's more stability. Uh, there's still room for growth, you know, upward mobility with, with management. But it's funny because um, I was in Chicago recently and I was with some friends and we were at the Four Seasons. Not me. Not you. go on. (laughs) You were close by in my spirit. Um, I actually wasn't far from you, but it was a busy week. But we were at the Four Seasons and we got in the elevator to go up to the restaurant and uh, there was a family, a man and his wife and then their son and daughter. Probably the son and daughter were probably, I don't know, 14, 15 around that age. And we were talking about business and we got in the elevator and I said, okay, we got eight floors, elevator pull. And everybody's looking at me and I'm like, management or sales? Because the couple looked very successful. He looked very, you know, put together and smart. And I'm like, I bet he got something to say. And she did too. And so I'm like, okay. And they both looked at me and they were like, management. And we all started cracking up. I looked at the kids. I said, what do you think? They go, we don't know. We're in school. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned my primary colors, so we, don't ask me. No, they were old enough to know that. They probably got a driver's <laughs> permit. Well, if they're living in the city, they may not. But um, we got off the elevator, and we had talked for a couple of minutes after that you know, about why. And, you know, the woman was telling me about a business that she owns and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the husband was in management or upper-level management, you know, VP or whatever. And, you know, they agreed together that management is where it's at. So it's interesting to get different people's um, perspectives. But I think that comes with knowing your own skill set, what you're willing to do, 
knowing what the job takes. And that helps you to know where you want to be. And that is a a huge component of it. Know what the job is. Because you can think that you think you know what it is and it's all this diamonds and glitter and sparkly. But you're, you may be working 10-hour days That's right. every day of the week. Yeah, you, know, I, you may be on call I hear some the of these time. people say, oh, I want to be a CEO. I'm like, child, you can't even handle being a secretary. Or they don't call them secretaries anymore. I don't know why, but... What are you supposed to call them now? Depends. We have some secretaries, but uh, they're it's uh, administrative assistants. Okay. More than likely is my guess. Whatever. Um, yeah, totally agree. It's like if you can't uh, even I handle that, you're not going to be able to handle the stress of you know multiple departments coming to you and with problems, and you have to delegate and take the heat from. Ugh, it's just a lot. Yep. Know what you're willing to to handle and manage is is huge. I think other things that you have to consider wherever you think that you're going to land that will help you on that pathway are a few things. So network with people on that level that you're seeking to be. So if you work in a company and you are a staff member and you want to be a manager, network other managers that exist within that that bubble or that realm. How do you do that? Uh, I think, well, there are different platforms. You know, whether you... Um, whether that be LinkedIn, that's one way of doing it, either with or with, with outside of your current um, role. I, I find that sometimes LinkedIn is a great source to connect with people who that exist in a role similar to what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. They will give you, uh, people are happy to share their experiences and people are happy to help other people elevate themselves. So ask a stranger a question. They're, they're going to be more than happy to share their time with you yeah. more often than not and give you advice. That's one way to do it. Um, and then depending on your current work area, if there are, are, you know, other, you know, multiple department meetings, you can interact with people within that role. Absolutely. I always say, be the first one to smile and be the first one to introduce yourself. That will always serve you, whether it's, you know, peers that you want to, you know, move up with on their level or not. If you have meetings, even if it's remote meetings on the computer or whatever, send a nice little email introduction and be like, hey... I know we're on these meetings together. Just wanted to introduce myself and let you know if you need anything from me, don't hesitate to email or whatever. And that just shows that you have a little bit of ambition, a little bit of, you know, mm -mm -mm, she's on it, he's on it, you know. Yep, but be consistent as well. So you can't turn it on, you know, one day and then underperform the next day. Well, yeah, you have to mean it. That's not going to work. You're going to have to be consistent in that behavior because – once you start doing those things, the people who are at who make the decisions for you know those positions, they notice and they start to pick up on it subtly. So it's not like you have to be throwing a parade for yourself that this is what your way your interest is, but you can do these things subtly and people will notice and then mm-hmm. they start to um, look at you for uh, you know the skill sets that you're that you are you know that you're sharing. Absolutely, and the other thing is. If, there, if you want to change like the position that you're in or, or move up or move departments or whatever, what you have to look at what the people in those positions that you want to be in are doing, how they're acting, how they speak, how they dress, you know, and know when to mimic those things and when to do your own thing, maybe be a little innovative. But like, for instance, if you're working in operations or in the warehouse, okay, you can't wear a suit to work every day. 
you're out in the warehouse. You're going to get dirty. You're going to ruin it. You got to wear jeans and, you know, a polo or whatever their uniform is. But if you want to get to inside or outside sales, you've got to start talking more to the salespeople when they come out or interacting with them in the break room and just notice what they talk about, how they speak and be on that level, right? You don't want to be, uh, you can joke around with your guys that you work with immediately. This is just one example. But you can't maybe do those same kind of jokes that you're doing on the smoke break or around the, you know, water cooler with just your immediate team. You can't do that with the sales team where you want to move up to because they don't know you as well. And maybe they have a different way of interacting with each other. Right. Right. You make one off color joke, uh, you know, and I'm a, I'm I'm hiring somebody for a role and, and you make a joke that doesn't sit well with me or what I think um, your character should be. You've lost that opportunity for me. Yeah. You know, so know your, know your audience. Because if sure. you're doing that in front of me, you might do it in front of our customer. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, or you know, if you're going to be in a leadership position, it, it, those are probably not appropriate to be saying if you have staff reporting up to you. So it's all about the culture that you are um, perceiving to support. Um, there was a, we did a training recently and one of the statements was, what you tolerate, you accept. So if you tolerate a certain behavior, um, that's, that's what you're promoting because you've allowed it to happen. You're condoning it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But to kind of go back to, um, you know, mimicking the, either the behavior or the, the look or whatever, uh, I, I laugh because I, I, I recognize that and I, I have a pathway plan to, for myself and I think we all should, I think we should all. You're sleeping your way to the top. That's you know, hey, do what you're good at, right? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's probably why I haven't got a promotion in a couple of years. <laughs> that's why I still work for myself. <laughs> um, but mess. you know, this everybody show. should have a pathway plan for themselves. And you know, for me, I've witnessed and observed. You have to be very observant of those around you that are in those roles. And I dress more like the others in that role. I wear certain colors like our organization to make sure that I am fitting the culture that's right. that is promoted um, and supported. And that's not because I don't want to be an individual. I can still retain my individuality, but be smart about it because that will help others in those areas notice you and know that you're a team player. Um, and then once you have those roles, you can out, you know, showcase more of your individuality and your skill sets and your strengths. Absolutely. Um, you know, once you're in, the, once you got your foot in the door, you, and you can take it from there. But you've got to get the opportunity to get there. Yeah. Quick little. This is like a, a little example, but it does have some merit here with what you're saying. Uh, I consulted for one company, and in all the emails, everybody put best at the end of their emails. Like that was their, you know sign off best Andrew or whatever, instead of, you know, sincerely or kind regards or warm mm-hmm. regards or XOXO or whatever, you know, they put best. I'm like, okay. So I started putting best. I usually put warm regards or kind regards. One of those, I think that covers personal and business, but one of the companies that I consulted for later, everybody was all lovey dovey in these emails. And I was so used to like professional stern from the last company I worked with and these people are like putting XOXO and smiley faces and heart emojis in the emails. These are people mm-hmm. that I've never even met in my life. And I'm like, what? Well, that's the culture of that company. And you came back with a poop emoji? No! <laughs> it ain't that kind of culture, honey. But I had to adjust and realize like, 
okay, more than one person, like everybody, male and female, are putting smiley faces and whatever. And that's the culture of this company. And there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to adjust to it. There's I, a lot wrong with that. No, I'm kidding. Shut but. up. But that's the, the culture that's been set. And I actually really like that. You know, but you have to be you aware. You like the warmness of the emojis. Yes, you have to be aware enough, though, to pick up on. Because if I had tried to pull that with this other company that I worked for, they'd have been like, that is unprofessional. What are you doing? Who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and they would have taken me seriously. Yeah. So you got to pick yeah, up well, on what the standards are of, of and each company. what the existing culture is and how you're going to contribute to that. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay, so let's um, say that you identify where you want to be and you start kind of doing that stuff. What do you do to get the promotion? How are you going to move on up? Yeah, I think there's several different ways to do that. Uh, I think one of the best ways to do that ultimately depends on your relationship with your direct supervisor. Um, mm. I would hope that everybody exists in a culture that they are supported by their manager for talent development. But they're Does, not. I've been in jobs where mm -mm. I get it. But I thankfully I I exist in one of those worlds. So for me, some of the if you have that relationship. It's always best to include your direct supervisor when possible. Yeah, for sure. Because especially if you're going to be, if you're striving for a position of that level, who better to help give you guidance and support on where your gaps of opportunities are to, to get to that level than somebody who witnesses your performance day in and day out. So start there. And then um, it's not always a negative conversation to say, hey, I'm really happy with what I'm doing here. However, I have ambition to move up. A good leader should not be pissed off at that. A good leader should go, I agree. I recognize that you have a skill set that I think you would do great at the next level. What can I do to help you get there? So depend on your relationship. And if you don't have the relationship, unfortunately, you um, you know, you got to be a little more tactful about your approach. Um, and maybe you include them in the conversation after you had that interview with the next level. But So let's say you have a dick of a supervisor. You say you should go around them? I'm saying depending on the culture, depending on the company, depending on how promotions work in your role. Like for 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 our my organization, um there are there aren't the opportunities just to go from my role to the next level. It doesn't really happen unless somebody quits their job. So you have to job hunt a little bit within the organization, mm -hmm. so you apply for another role essentially. If you have if you don't have that 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 great working relationship, I would apply for that role. Because you got to look out for number one. Absolutely. If you because have, if you have a bad relationship with your supervisor, they don't really care if you succeed or not. They Because there are some bad supervisors or people in management out there, and they may try and keep you down for right, whatever because reason. either you're a strong workhorse and you're going to do the job and they don't want to lose you, so they're, mm. they're not going to be supportive of where you want to be because they're looking out for how their job is going to be affected by your vacancy. Right. Or so, they're just a bad person. I've had, I worked for a really bad true. person one time and I'm telling you, if you're working for one of them, get out, get out now. It, life's too short. There are too many good jobs out there. I vowed after that job, this was like right out of college. I vowed I would never work for a bad person again. And I haven't. And you shouldn't. Um, and sometimes it's tough. You like to get there are some circumstances that require to be in a certain position, either due to financial reasons or opportunities available, those types of things. I get that. But, um, you know, if you don't have that relationship, but you're still looking to move up, I say look for a position 
outside of, you know, having that conversation with your manager or supervisor and then land the interview. And then once the interview happens and it looks like it's going to be a solid opportunity, then maybe have the discussion to say, hey, you know, I, I have found a position that I think uh, that would benefit me and my skill set and put you good use to what I want to do. Um, and you never want to burn a bridge. You know, I'm, right. even regardless of how bad a supervisor may be you, and you want to go out guns blazing and just give the middle finger as you're walking out and buy Felicia this. I did that one time. <laughs> and I and I'm and I'm I regret it. It's a great story and actually I mean it's one of the little regrets in life. I don't really care. But it, I was young and they treated me poorly and I finally had enough. And when I quit, I no notice. I quit. I slammed the door and a painting fell off the wall. I was like so embarrassed and shook. I didn't know what to do. I just ran. I ran. So, uh, I never went back. But you're going to get some I, gratification. I, I, but I wish I hadn't handled it that way because now it's like, oh, right. I've seen those people since then. And I'm like, oh, so embarrassed. I'm like, really? I couldn't control myself. I mean, this was, you know, over 10 years ago. But yeah. I was so you never, you know, you never want to burn a bridge. But uh, if it's a bad situation, you need to step away from it. Totally get it. But just be, be tactful about it because yeah. especially if it's in the same company. No way can you do that oh, because no, you then you can't. jeopardize your 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 new role. No, but... honey, I was burning the bridge and everything in the town with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. A mess. You start in wildfires. A um, mess. Yeah, so you just you need to be you need to be cautious out and just know your relationship with your supervisor and when and how you can pull them in. Um, but that's that's where I would start. Yeah, and you know, there's um, nothing if you do have a good relationship with with your direct supervisor or your boss or whatever, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, what do I need to do to get where I want to be? Like, here's where I think I could succeed and I could it would be mutually beneficial. It would help me get to where I want to achieve my goals, but I also think I could help the company grow if I was in this position. What do I need to do? Do I need to take another class? Do I need to whatever, you know, and that's where, you know, you look at, I don't know, maybe finding somebody that's in the position you want to be in and asking them, maybe not at your company, but in another company, hey, I want to move into management. Hey, I want to move into director of sales. Hey, I'm at this level, but I want to move into this level at my company. Can you give me some tips on how you got to where you are? Mentorship, really. Uh, and that's that is a huge that's a huge win. And like I said earlier, people I think inherently that love their job or that that do well want to share that success with others. And so, even if you find a stranger that's in that role and you're seeking out advice and support, they're going to give it to you. You know, I and there there are depending on your industry, depending on your role, there are some professional organizations out there. So maybe that's another way to to network is find whatever society or you know group that your current position or industry belongs to. So for me, you know, maybe it's a healthcare professionals or a patient experience um, organization that exists and you know join some of those organizations that's an also a great resource of people that live and work in these roles every day to get some insight from them. And um, sometimes some- sometimes I find that stuff so corny, but like those meetings and get togethers and all that like cornball city but if you can go to the one or two pick one or two people that you gel with like when i go to any meeting like that like 
young professionals meetings or chamber of commerce stuff like that's just not my scene. It's just not. It's so I try to go to those things, scan the room, find the one or two people that are dynamic that exhibit qualities that I want to emulate, hone in on them, go over, introduce myself, exchange business cards. (laughs) I know you love a business card chat and you know, start up a conversation and say, Hey, can I email you tomorrow with a follow-up? Let's get lunch. Let's get coffee. Let me take you to lunch. Let me take you for a cup of coffee or whatever. And then you follow up with them and you build a relationship with them. You don't have to ever go back to those boring meetings. Now, some people love those things. So if you love them, you go on ahead. But if you're like me and you think this is so boring and a waste. See, I'm one of those people that do love them for for different reasons. Because because of my role and because of my industry, there's the, the benefits far outweigh the cons so the the organizations can also host different uh and and it may actually allow you an opportunity to showcase your skill set meaning that um you know one of the organizations i belong to they host these different um subject matter expert sessions so if i'm working on a project that does a great job about communicating wait times i can partner with these organizations and host a a like a teaching session where I'm leading that so that I'm enhancing my skill set, I'm showing off my work, but then I'm also networking with people in that are have interest in that area. So I didn't say I didn't want to teach one. I mean, I love being the center of attention, but (laughs) but there are multiple (laughs) benefits of being parts of these groups, and mentorship is one of them. Is what I'm trying to say. Get you a mentor. I am. I have one, and I am one. Thank you very much. Do you have a mentor? Next. Do you have do you have a mentor? Um, I I have many mentors actually. You know, Cher doesn't my, count. <laughs> she's always a mentor. She just keeps <laughs> on going. Um, no, I do. I I have people in my industry and out of my industry that I bounce ideas off of, or I gain, um, you know, their insight and feedback for. Even if it's just to say, hey, I'm thinking about this position, or can you review my resume and see if there's anything that pops out to you that you know, I need, I need to clean up or look at differently. So, um, and then I also think to helps to mentor people, you know, you could have be early on in industry, but sometimes it helps to mentor others to help your drive continue further too. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So let's say that you've identified where you want to be. Let's say you've spoken to your boss or done the research of how your company handles promotions and you've, you've let them know where you want to be and asked how you get there. What else should we do to set ourselves up for success? It's that's, just say a prayer. <laughs> you you know you can do as much as you can that you can think of. Whether so you know making sure your resume is clean and polished, making mm. sure you have a professional social media presence, so you're not yes you know showing all of your all of your skeletons out on Facebook. That's like right. make sure that those things are cleaned up and that, polish up your LinkedIn along with your resume. Yep, make sure that's current. That you have everything applicable. That you. You know, and if for depending on your industry, like I said, maybe you do need to take extra courses or certifications to be where you want to be. You have all those things in line. Um, it can still be a struggle to find in uh, the right position to get to that next level. But then you just got to hunt and search. And so whether you're job searching on your company website or other websites, Indeed or LinkedIn jobs or what have you, uh, it's always good to be looking so if you know you're near that point in your career that you're ready for the next level Mm -hmm. keep a job hunt open and you know there are a lot of these these applications or pages you can put alerts on certain job positions 
keep that alert on there so you're not having to constantly look, but it'll let you know when a spot opens up and then you can take a look at it. Yeah, and can I, can I add one thing to that? Sometimes if you want to move up in the same company or even if you're wanting to move companies, sometimes you have to start taking on some more work and show ambition while you're still in the position that you're currently in. Not just to prove to others you can do it, but to prove to yourself that you can do it. I want to back that up with a story. There once was a boy named Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Who lifted um, his shoe. (laughs) With so many kids, he didn't know what to do. Oh, Lord. No. um, When I was a junior in college, it was the summer between my junior and senior year. And I didn't want to move back into the dorms because I live... my, My family home was about 20 minutes away from the college that I went to. So I had lived on the dorms on campus, freshman, sophomore, junior year. And I was like, I don't want to live on campus my senior year. Like I'm wasting money. I paid for my own college. I'm like I'm wasting money paying for that. There were so many rules. It was a small Christian college. I'm like, I want to be able to like go out and do my thing and build something. So that summer, I was house-sitting for some friends of my mom's, and they had this gorgeous home, and I was there for like two weeks by myself with their dog, and I was like, I could do this. Of course, I had no idea about property values then, but it's like, okay, I can't afford this. I can afford a bedroom, but um, I set my sight on owning a home, and for the rest of the summer, to prove to myself that I could do it, I started taking care of everything at my mom's house and everything at my dad's house because my parents were divorced. So I lived at home in the summer back and forth and I took care of the lawn at both houses. I cleaned both houses. I cooked. I did this. I did that. If they needed salt carried down to the water softener, I did that. I weeded. I helped clean the pool. Uh, I mean, every maintenance thing. Do you I, want to prove that you can live in a in a high rise? I mean, I would be happy to let you do those <laughs> things here. <laughs> no, I already know I can. But, you know, I did those things to prove to myself that if I can take care of two houses, then I can take care of one. And I did yeah. it to prove to my parents, if I can, you know, pick up the slack here, I'm not going to be a deadbeat homeowner that, you know, lets their yard get three feet high and keeps, you know, roaches in the house. Because they're like, you know, if you live in your own house, you're going to have to do it. There's no maid. There's no, you know, mom's not picking up after you, blah, blah, blah. And I did that. And it gave me so much confidence to know I am ready to be a homeowner. And by that fall, I had bought my first little cottage on the lake. And it was great. I mean, it was a great experience. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is same principle applies in the job. If you dream about being a vice president or a CEO or whatever, okay, well, you got to research and know what do those jobs actually involve and then start practicing some of those Mm -hmm. things in your own time or in your own job, you know, to prove to yourself, I can multitask. I can handle this, that, and the other. I can, you know, compartmentalize. Because another thing is you have to be, if you're going to move up to leadership, you have to be able to close that box at the end of the day and then be home. And that's something and, that I still struggle with sometimes is yeah, absolutely. closing the computer, turning the phone off, day is done, I'm with my family or I'm with friends, I'm not pulling my phone out, checking work emails when I'm at a friend's dinner. That is so dumb. Because if you died tonight, the company is going to go on and they will be just fine without you. So anyways, that's that's what I wanted to say. 
No, those are, those are, are great um, key components too. Um, you know, you got to show ambition to to get to the next level. Some of the things that I've and I I, I have to say that I've been very successful with um, you know with my career pathway. I followed a lot of what we've talked about here, which have helped me get to that point, and I think that will continue to help me be successful. Mm-hmm. Some of the roadblocks that I've come across uh, for me for myself is um, you know sometimes I struggle to find the right position or to know what exactly that I want to do. Um, the other component for me is there are times when I am ready to go 60 mile per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone. Mm-hmm. Like you want to escalate right to the top super fast, mm-hmm. but you've got to take these steps to get to that point. Yep. And part of my frustration is, you know, I, I see others that are either younger than me or that don't have the amount of experience that I yes. do that are jumping leaps and bounds ahead yes. of you. And like, what the hell am I not doing or doing wrong that? I, I, why am I getting passed up for these or why am I not being seen in the same seen in the same light as these people? And right. so it's, it goes back to, you know, the networking component that we talked about, but um, that's a struggle that I have sometimes is like, I want to advance so quick sometimes that I just need to remember to take a pause, take a breath and remind myself that this is a journey. Sometimes things will take a little bit longer, but the work I put in now will help me down the road to be a better person in that role that I want. Um, the other component that I've struggled with is, um, you know, and this is obviously going to be targeted to a, a different population, but being a millennial in a leadership position, I, you know, we've identified that Andrew, you and I are, are millennials. I think there are some contexts that I feel like a much older soul and there are some contexts I'm like, yep, I absolutely am a millennial, sure. but, um, it can be challenging, um, you know, to be a younger professional in a leadership role, when you have direct reports reporting up to you that have either been in that position for 15, 20 years um, or people that are a little older than you and then they doubt you from day one when you come in and then that's on you to prove to them that you can do that. And it's all in your approach. You know, mm-hmm. I've never come in and said, I'm the boss and you're going to do what I say and this is I'm qualified to do this. It's, you're, you're not like a authoritative boss. Good leaders aren't iron fist no they're not no so good leaders come in and they assess the team they assess the skills and they see how they can help the escalate the others around them that's what a good boss does so that was my approach i wanted to understand you better preach the people who reported to me so that i could help make their day-to-day better and then help them make sure that they have the tools that they need to be successful that was what I felt was my job as a leader. So that helped me be successful. And then, you know, like the first weekend, people were like, oh, how old are you? How old are you? I'm like old enough to be my None of their business. Job. Exactly. You know, I never openly shared that. I would kind of divert that and then kind of go back like, okay, lunch break's over. No, right. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that can be a challenge for sure is, you know, and then, you know, you could feel like you could be looked over because you either look young or you're early on in your career pathway, and it's like, give me the opportunity to prove myself and I will show you I am going to be successful and I'm going to be an asset to this role if you let me do this. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, so that those are some of my challenges. What you know, Outside of those components, have you experienced other challenges yourself, Andrew, whether it be uh, advancing or trying new endeavors? You know, What things have you come across? I mean, if you're just starting out, it's hard because everyone wants you to have experience. And it's like, okay, you need to get experience before you can have experience. So I think um, proving that you're 
consistent and, um, you know, a hard worker that, you know, here are some things that I've done in the past and here are some things that I am wanting to do in the near future. And then you just got to find somebody that's going to give you the chance. You know, that's the hard thing because if you're young, they want you to have the experience. The other, the other side of that coin is that it's nice to find somebody who's young and green because you can train them the way you want them. They're not already yep. jaded. And it's, it's like marrying a young bride. <laughs> or groom. Or, or groom. groom. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, you guys. Anybody that knows me personally knows I'm kidding. Please don't email us. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's like you can train somebody um, who's not as experienced the way that you want. So that's, yep. a, that's a good thing. Uh, yep. I mean, the other obstacles I've come in contact with, I mean experience really is, is a big one because they'll want, you know, your portfolio or this and that. And when you've only done, you know, a few jobs or the jobs aren't totally reflective of what you would have done because you didn't have full control. It's like, how right. do I justify right. this without sounding like a cop out? <laughs> yep. And I will, I will say something that's, that's kind of helped me to, to understand is, Know that you may not get the job on the first try or the first interview or even your first application. I recall, you know, as I was looking to transition to the Chicago area, I think I applied for at least 50 open positions with different systems. Oh, my gosh. And I think I had maybe 10 interviews until I got an opportunity that I was called back and they thought, yep, we want you. And... You know, it worked out for the best, and I have the you know I'm, in the, I'm part of the organization that I feel uh, a strong affinity to from a culture standpoint, from a mission and vision and values. So it worked out, but you got to keep going. Don't give up after your third interview or the third job application. You got a denial for. Yeah, that's if you true. really want that and you really want to be there, keep moving forward. That's true. All right, just so keep swimming. so to just recap, um, if you want to move up whether it's in your current company or if you're wanting to do like a lateral or, or a vertical move to a different company, first step is to know where you want to be. Identify what position you want to be in. Get to know what that position requires and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Network with people who are in that position, either at your current company or other companies. And if you can find a mentor that's in that position, even better, right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, keep your act together. Don't act a fool on social media or in the workplace, especially in front of people who are higher up than you because they won't take you seriously. Uh, find out how your company or the other companies handle promotions or hiring so that you know what you need to do. If you need to take any classes, get any certifications, have those conversations with your direct boss. Is there something I can do? to move to this place where I want to be and better serve the company and achieve my own goals at the same time. And, you know, sometimes you're going to have to take on a little bit of extra work for a limited time and that's okay, but make sure that you realize that's just a limited time and don't let yourself get taken advantage of. And if you're a millennial, sometimes you just got to fight the hard fight. And do the damn thing. And do the damn thing. You'll be all right. One of these days you're going to be the old dog too. You're going to be the CEO. You're going to be hate, not the CEO. <laughs> I'm mad I ever said that. 
<laughs> I forget where I heard um, that. I read that somewhere. I'm like, really? I love it. I'm going to use that all the time now. <sighs> um, and then the other thing that you can do that may be one of the most important things, um, you can head over, first help us out, go rate and subscribe us, Show Starters, on iTunes. And then head over to our Facebook page, which is Show Starters Fans. Give us a like there and submit questions. Submit um, if you need advice or support on how to navigate a promotion or even where to start. I know um, I have a lot to say and think, and I know Andrew's a very opinionated person. We're here to help too. So we talked about the those mentorships. Um, we can't mentor a million people, but certainly send us your question or your comment, and we'd be happy to help where we can. Yeah, and guys, you know, I just want to have a little ask at the end here. Uh, if you found that you got any value out of this episode, do us a favor and share it with a friend, because if you got value out of it, chances are somebody else will get value out of it too. So tell a friend, whether that's on social media, tag us, or a text message sending to your friend, sharing our podcast, saying, hey, hey, bro, hey, sis, whoever, I think you would really get um, something out of this podcast. Uh, we'd really appreciate it because that's how you know we're able to spread this message, which really, this is a great message. It's helping people move up. And, and if you haven't listened to episode seven yet, go back and listen to that. It's about getting a raise. And there's a lot of great points in there too. And this is to help people achieve their dreams and achieve their goals. And we're going to be having a lot more of this um, type of content on the, on the podcast, as well as some more fun stuff too. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe because um, you don't want to miss it. Yep. And show starters, I would like to think is like a nice dessert. It's a little sweet. It's filling uh, a little messy, but, um, and salty, you know. honey, we got some sea <laughs> salt true. on there. We're a little bit of everything. So we're going to cover fun topics. We're going to cover serious topics. We're a little bit of everything. So yes, please do share like rate and subscribe. Um, and we'll keep bringing you content week after week. And with that, I think we will go ahead and plan to see you next week. So stay tuned. Bye.